0: Section eighty-two of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Curiosities of Street Literature by Various, Division Four, Part Seventeen. The execution of James Bloomfield Rush at Norwich Castle, April twenty-third, eighteen forty-nine. FOR THE MURDER OF ISAAC JEREMY ESQUIRE, THE RECORDER OF NORWICH, AND HIS SON, I JEREMY JEREMY ESQUIRE, AT STANFIELD HALL. BETWEEN ELEVEN AND TWELVE O'CLOCK THE BELL OF ST. PETER'S, MANCROFT, TOLD THE death knell OF THE CRIMINAL. WHEN CONDUCTED TO THE TURNKEY'S ROOM TO BE PINIONED, HE MET CALCRAFT, WHEREUPON HE SAID TO MR. PINSON, IS THIS THE MAN THAT IS TO DO THE BUSINESS? THE REPLY WAS, YES when he was pinioned he shrugged up his shoulders saying this don't go easy it's too tight within two or three minutes after twelve o'clock the mournful cavalcade proceeded from the interior of the castle to the spot on which the gibbet was erected the chaplain who headed the procession read as he passed along part of the burial service when the procession left the castle gate to proceed to the gibbet Rush presented a most melancholy and dejected appearance. He was dressed in a plain suit of black, wearing no neck handkerchief. His shirt-collar was turned down. For about twenty yards he walked with a firm, unwavering step, but in a moment afterwards he raised his pinioned hands to his face and trembled violently. He then removed his hands from his face, and turning up his eyes to heaven, assumed the attitude of penitence and prayer. On reaching the gallows, the reverend chaplain offered up a prayer. While this prayer was being read, the condemned convict seemed to be deeply impressed with the awful character of his situation. Immediately on the close of the prayer, he beckoned to Mr. Pinson, the governor of the castle, when the following brief conversation ensued. Rush. Mr. Pinson, I have a last request to make to you it is that the bolt may be withdrawn while the chaplain is reading the benediction the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy ghost be with us all evermore mr pinson i will communicate your wish to the chaplain and i have no doubt it will be attended to the hangman then placed the unhappy convict under the beam on which he was to hang and affixed the fatal rope round his neck rush said for god's sake give me rope enough don't be in a hurry take your time then moving his head about he said put the knot a little higher up don't hurry the reverend chaplain proceeded with the prayers and arriving at the words the grace of our lord jesus christ etc calcraft withdrew the bolt the platform went down and all was over his death was greeted with loud applause by an immense crowd who had assembled to witness the execution good people listen unto my song and girls to whom honest hearts belong pay great attention to what i say and by the wicked be not led astray poor emily sandford was learned well yet mark what to her fatal lot befell the serpent's tongue caused the tears to gush for she was betrayed by james bloomfield rush she begged most pleadingly to be his wife and lived with him a most unhappy life and though the hot tears down her cheeks did flow the monster heeded not miss sanford's woe but seeing that she now was ruined quite she stood upon her feet in female might and with her pale hand stretched towards his face said god will curse thee for my deep disgrace foreboding were the words miss sanford said for murderous thoughts were in the wretch's head he set to work and speedily did plan the death of servants husband wife and son a five-barrelled pistol he soon did buy and then a mask upon his face did try put on his hat and cloak and pistols drew within its fold a bloody deed to do for stanfield hall he quick did start and old Squire Jermy he shot through the heart. And while the gray-haired man lay bleeding there, he shot his son and lovely wife so fair. Eliza Chesney to her mistress ran, saying, Dearest mistress, who is this man? And while she pressed her mistress to her heart, a bullet pierced in a dangerous part. James Bloomfield Rush was then to prison sent. Miss Sanford against him a witness went, she was well avenged for on the gallows high the base seducer was condemned to die the judge soon told him that his race was run that he must die for murderous deeds he'd done to use the time that yet on earth was given in making peace with his god in heaven oh had you witnessed the parting hour of this wretched man and his nine children dear your hearts would break to think they might see their father hung on a gallows tree j harkness printer preston the execution of john gleason wilson at kirkdale jail on saturday september fifteenth eighteen forty nine the murderer of mrs Hinrickson, her two children and a female servant one of the most appalling murders which has for years startled and disgusted society took place on the morning of wednesday march twenty eighth eighteen forty nine at number twenty levison street liverpool at midday a miscreant in the most brutal manner murdered two unprotected women and two helpless children in due course wilson was committed for trial which took place before mr justice pattison and a respectable jury who in less than five minutes returned a verdict of guilty on saturday morning a few minutes before twelve o'clock the iron gate leading to the drop was opened and the prisoner appeared between two priests the rev mr duggan and the rev mr marshall a general feeling of horror seemed to pervade all present which found expression in the most distant part of the assemblage by bursts of execration culcraft the london executioner was unable to be present from illness and the office was performed by howard from york who was especially brought to liverpool by the under sheriff the priests read in english the service of the catholic church for a departing soul until the bolt was drawn and the wretched culprit was launched into eternity thus terminated the life of one of the greatest criminals that ever disgraced the human family upwards of one hundred thousand persons were present the railway company running cheap trains from all available parts the liverpool tragedies come all you feeling christians and listen unto me the like was not recorded in british history it's of three dreadful murders committed i am told by one john gleason wilson for the sake of cursed gold on wednesday the twenty eighth consternation did prevail in levison street in liverpool where thousands did bewail the fate of this poor family who we're left to deplore snatched from a father's fond embraces who ne'er will see them more this monster in human shape did go there to dwell and that he went for plunder to all it is known full well and when this callous villain saw their defenceless state he did resolve them all to kill and rob them of the plate his bloody work he did commence all in the open day, by striking at the children while their mother was away. The servant girl did interfere, said, Should not do so. Then, with a poker in his hand, he gave her a severe blow. Numberless times he did her strike, till she could no longer stand. The blood did flow profusely from her wounds, and did him brand. Then the eldest boy of five years old, in supplication said, Oh, master spare our precious lives don't serve us like the maid this darling child of five years old he brutally did kill regardless of its tender cries its precious blood did spill the youngest child to the kitchen ran to shun the awful knife this villain followed after and took its precious life the surgeon thus describes the scene presented to his view a more appalling case than this he says he never knew four human beings on the floor all weltering in their gore the sight was sickening to behold on entering the door the mother's wounds three inches deep upon her head and face and pools of blood as thick as mud from all of them could trace none could identify the boy his head was like a jelly this tragedy is worse by far than greenacre or kelly to the hospital in this sad state they quickly were conveyed the mother with her infant dear and faithful servant-maid thousands did besiege the gates their fate for to inquire but in three days from incise wounds both of them did expire twill cause the captain many a pang to know their awful doom his loving wife and children sent to an untimely tomb twill make his hair turn gray with grief no skill their lives could save and he did go borne down with woe in sorrow to the grave but now he's taken for this deed bound down in irons strong in kirkdale jail he now does lie till his trial it comes on may god above receive the souls of those whom he has slain and may they all in heavenly bliss for ever with him reign. J. Harkness, printer, Preston. End of section eighty two.